Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Okay, good, good. That's perfect. So you executed. You're a doer, aren't you? I like that about you. Yes. You made it happen. <laughs> All right. So because you want to grow the thing into a beast, you you know, your mindset and your time have to be 100% spent in the right areas to do it quick, right? So, like, when you said, well, you know, our capacity is 80 because I could hop in the field, um, that really shouldn't be an option in your head because every time you do that, you're going to slow down the growth of the business. You need to focus on team building and scale. So, Buying a Waterford pole, I don't know. To me, that represents X amount of new customers through paid marketing, right? You just need to scale. You need to figure out and go deep on customer acquisition and retention. Make sure that your current customers love you and that they're sending you all their friends and that you're marketing in neighborhoods and you're being a beast with all that. Uh, on the back end, when your business gets gets bigger, like you're going to have different pain points as we go through this process. It sounds like you're going to hit 400 this year and it will be – not a problem, but next year is going to get weird because next year you're going to need that layer of middle managers and stuff. And so you're going to have different types of challenges. You'll have different types of cash flow challenges. You're going to need to save more cash um, this year than you probably have in the past. Actually, for sure, you're going to have to so that you can keep pouring gas in the fuel tank, right? So like my advice to you would not be if you have a profitable working model it wouldn't be this year to spend a whole bunch of money on equipment. I would do that like at the end of next year or when you're a little bit bigger and you have way more capital than you need because you just you want to get there quick, right? And you're going to need cash to start the season in the spring. You're going to need um, cash to train a whole bunch of new people and buy a bunch of trucks next year and to do a whole bunch more marketing, right? So that yeah. 2000 bucks, it's not that much money, but from a mindset perspective, I wouldn't be worried about that type of stuff. There are benefits to it because it's easier to train people on a waterford pole than it is to get them good with a squeegee and stuff. Um, but I just, my head wouldn't even be there. It wouldn't matter to me because your, your business model is working. You just need to um, be a CEO all the time and look at numbers and sales and retention the rest of this year. And, and continue to communicate your plans to promote some of these rock stars next year. You'll need like an actual operations manager next year, right? Did you say you're going to try to have six crews next year? Yes. Yeah. So you'll need a full-time position that's non-revenue producing, just doing site visits and following up, making sure the trucks are clean, checking in everybody's stuff, keep, keeping track of inventory of supplies, making sure they're getting paid, making sure that they're, he's coaching and deploying systems that you create to the team. Like you're going to need someone to do that full time, right? With a company car to drive around. So that's a, that's a new level right there, right? Yeah. And then you, yeah. no, absolutely. you'll have no, your I, office manager full time and she'll probably get an assistant next year. Um, because she'll need to, you know, level up as well. So like some of the lower level, 
administrative tasks. We can hire her an assistant next year. And then you're still going to be doing sales and marketing, but you're going to start um, getting ready to hire someone to do sales and marketing as well. So by the end of next year, you're going to be like right in that level four, stage four part of your business, right? Yes. You seeing the vision with that? Is that what you had in mind? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely. Right, but you're just going to need a lot of capital or you'll get stuck. Okay. How, how so, much do you think I'm going to need to start January next year? Well, I, I mean, March. What's, what's your revenue 2019 going to be, your goal? If you do uh, 400 this year and you say you want six crews, what what is six crews for you? Is that like 600 and something? Six, I think it's 600, yeah. 600 would be a pretty yeah, – I, I could probably – I'll we'll say six, six hundred thousand. Yeah. What percentage of your revenue is just off the top of your head, approximate, is from repeat window cleaning style service as opposed to like a house wash, which is every two or three years? Um. So our repeat. I mean, I can pull it up. Give me a second. Um. But but yeah, that that is a good point. We started nailing the salt washes this year. Right? It's new. I didn't do these washes. Right. And that's, okay. that's that's been, but but you're right. So that that is something that's not going to need a repeat every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so, is okay. Um, it's just going to affect your base. You know how I teach you the goal yeah. and the base and the gap. Like your base will be lower, a lot lower than four hundred. Yeah. Ten thousand of it was repeat. So we had about twenty five percent of our business was repeat business, and then seventy five percent was new customers. It's okay if they're new customers. I'm just asking specifically house washing, which means that house service isn't needed every year does. typically, right? Yeah. Is well, that what you is, with our house wash, yeah, so I don't have that number to be honest. That's the number I okay. need to get. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get that number figured out because that's a good point I never even honestly thought about that. But the good thing with the house washes we've been doing is I you know, I kinda copied your estimate sheet, uh and I don't think we've done one house wash where we haven't done windows on it. You know, so mm-hmm. we definitely right. package deal for sure. I push that at the door heavily. Just we're we're actually at a I mean I'm outside of the house now, but we're at a job that we had to reschedule the, the windows for because we did the house wash last week and it was raining. But um but yeah, so we do the windows on all all the house washes that we do. So we will get a portion of that revenue to repeat, but not obviously, mm-hmm. you know, um I mean that's the window ticket's probably two hundred of the like a six to eight hundred dollar job. So, okay, let me ask you a couple financial questions real quick, kind of rapid fire, because this is all going to tie into your question, which was, how much capital do we want to have going into the spring next year, right? So, yeah. <clears throat> what what's like your cash position for your business right now? If you were to just a rough estimate, what you got in the bank, what you have in receivables, and then minus off any anything you owe today, like your payables. What are you got? Where are you guys at right now? I, I've got about fifteen. Fifteen thousand. Okay. And how much is the total revenue so far this year? Total revenue this year is uh let's see here, thirty seven plus eleven, I'm just gonna wrap it. Um forty, fifty, oh, probably fifty five. Fifty five? All right. Oh no no no, I'm sorry. Fifty five, that's not including this month, which we're about to finish. So we're we're right at about ninety to a hundred. Okay, so I'll put ninety. I'll put ninety-five. Okay, so we're we're approximately saving or siphoning off fifteen, almost sixteen percent uh, on every dollar into quote-unquote cash, right? So what we want to do is yes. we want to try to project out like. And, oh, and by the way, did you spend any money on capital expenses this spring? 
Did you buy equipment or anything this spring with money that you generated this year? Um, yes, I bought a new, I bought a lot of, I probably roughly with new washers, uh, equipment maintenance and everything. I mean, with new, new capital, probably 5,000. Okay. And did you have money to start the year from last year? Ah, not a lot. I I pushed it pretty, pretty dry, probably 3,000. Okay. So if we add in your capital that you spent on equipment to the 15 you have left, that means you've kept around 20 out of the 95 in revenue, which is 21%. That's really good. Okay, that's where we want to be. So it means um, out of the $400,000 goal, you still have 305000 to go. You already have capacity and equipment. So you should be able to save like close to another sixty k by the time the year is over if you don't give yourself a raise, if you don't do anything else, right? Yeah. Okay, so you add that to the 15 you got, we're at 76, and I'll round down because something will break and you'll have to buy some stuff. So we'll say our goal would be to have 70,000 in cash if we spent nothing, right? You with me? Yes. All right, and do you have debt on your vehicles or do you pay cash for them? So that, I was going to bring that up too. So the reason that I've got about 15,000 saved right now is because I've been knocking out a credit card that I had about 15, I had close to 15,000 on. We've got a, I've got about seven thousand left on it, so I've put eight thousand toward the credit card. I've put about another four thousand toward paying off one of the vehicles entirely, and I've got about nine thousand dollars left on another one. So as far as debt goes, I've got sixteen thousand left, and I'm completely debt free. Okay, and it's important to you that you make that go away this year. That is correct. I plan on having that done by the end of this month. At the end of, I'm sorry, by the end of June. Okay. Um, make sure you like take ten thousand dollars and just hide it, and it doesn't exist, yeah. right? So you okay. you shouldn't even look at yourself having fifteen. You have five, right? Let, let's let that be our starting place. And then the seventy that we we're going to save, we'll take off fifteen thousand in debt that you're going to pay off, which drops to fifty-five. Okay. So if we have fifty-five thousand, and next year we're going to pay cash for three setups, equipment, make a bunch of new hires and do a bunch of marketing and go crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. What what what's an approximate budget to set up a, a work vehicle for you? All um, in. ten probably ten thousand. I can get a solid I feel like I can get a solid used truck, seven, eight thousand. Does that get it like does that get it wrapped and, and outfitted with equipment and everything? Yep. So we've got pretty, pretty. I've got a pretty good connect on a. Uh, we don't wrap them. I just have the logos on them, which I probably could up that. But like, like I said, our system's working, man. You know, like, everyone mm-hmm. tells me to get all this fancy stuff and get all this and that, and it's like, man, this has been working. Like I've been growing. I, you know, so I, I just keep it how it is, and I okay. like our lettering on our trucks. So I, I'd say ten. To be honest, ten thousand is a pretty modest investment on our trucks. So we need two more of those. Two more would put us at five. You know, like I said, one of my guys who drives one of his trucks, uh, which I, I intend to not have to have him do. Um, so I, I really ideally would need three. Right. Well, you're going to need a vehicle for your manager who's going to manage all these people because you can't do yeah. it. You're, you're going to, or you'll, yeah. your business will slow down. Um, all right. So we're going to need 30000 to just kind of be earmarked for vehicles. And I think that's a great budget. And that's about what we spent. I've never bought a new vehicle the entire history I owned my company. 
We never even financed yeah, a vehicle the entire well, history. I think we did we did finance one. Yeah, like the nicest truck we ever bought for the business was I think fifteen or sixteen thousand yeah. or something like that. And I think we got a loan on it for a little while. I can't remember, but that was just towards the end and I don't remember exactly why we did that, but I, I'm on board with paying ten and you know, that thing is gonna make you a fortune. You just get a good Hell clean yeah. truck. Put it on the road, put some guys in it. Okay. All right. So we'll need 30 for that. And then the big expense next year is how are we going to generate $300,000 in new customer acquisition? That's, that's, some of it will be organic. Some of it will be from, you know, social stuff and Google reviews. Hopefully you're focusing on those types of things and getting a lot of it. Hopefully you have a good, you know, relationship marketing system in place where you're thanking your customers, you're following up, you're reminding them, you're sending them whatever little notes throughout the year, or emails. Uh, that's going to become increasingly important for your business not to get stuck. Uh, these people that you get, you have yeah. to keep them forever. Yeah, you got to keep them forever. Yeah. It's easy to grow from 200 to 400. It gets harder the bigger up you get because if you, if you don't have the holes in your bucket plug, right? Okay. So... What's your average ticket? Average ticket, um, I uh, didn't pop up because I can't switch sales because I'm not uh, average ticket. Well, maybe it will. Give me one second. Okay. Yeah, and it won't. Uh, average ticket's right around four hundred. I'm I'm okay. guessing, but it was like three three eighty something last month. I don't have the exact one for this month but yet. Okay. All right, so. You're running about 21% profit after paying everything right now. So let's say 400 times 0.21, that's 84 bucks, right? So you should smile all the way to the bank if you can acquire a customer for less than 84 bucks. Okay. You want to do it as cheap as you can, preferably about half yeah. of that. But you can spend up to that, and you're not going backwards. It's not hurting your company. It's not doing anything bad. It's doing – it's good. Right? Is that, do you understand how that works? Yeah. No, I got you. My CAC is roughly right around $38 for all marketing in total. I've got a couple of different outlets that were around 100 and a couple of them that were around 20 So Now, do you, do you count, like, referrals or people that just find you online no. for free in, in your CAC? No. Good. Okay. So this is only from paid things, right? Yes. Average paid you know, it, it is right around uh, it's perfect. I, I, between 35. That's almost 40. exactly what I would want it to be, right? I shoot for 50% of your average net profit on an average ticket. So average ticket 400, average net profit is 80. Half of that's 40. Like, that's perfect. That's awesome. Okay, so 300,000 will probably be your gap next year, something like that. Your average ticket, we'll put in some better maybe sales that how how strong is your sales process how premium is your pricing right now my sale i feel like that's one of the things i'm best at that's why i try to focus on like literally this year for like two especially in this busy season like probably two or three days a week all i'm doing is driving around doing estimates that's it um and our our prices are, are top they're not um they're definitely at the top of the of the chart as far as my industry goes. Um, I know that because I have a couple You want to find a way to get your average ticket up to like 500 then to 600 right? Like that's what we want to try to figure out. Um, 
and it always feels like your pricing is at the top. It does. It's a super yeah. huge head game. It's it's tricky. Um, out of ten bids that you give, how many of them book with you? Uh, probably half. To be honest, probably fifty, sixty percent. Are you following up with the ones that don't? Yeah. And they're, and they're like, so the other half are telling you like, no, you're too expensive. Screw you. <laughs> like, is that conversation yeah, happening? Mean, well, well, not necessarily. What I'm trying, what I've started doing a couple of days ago, I think you said this on your podcast, but I heard it somewhere. And this is a genius idea that, and I just started doing this two days ago, but I'm, I'm giving 20% off for these people that say it's too expensive. If they want to book in August, so I'm trying to fill August heavy. And we're mm-hmm. really slow and dry in August. It's just a brutal season for us, especially mm-hmm. with the weather being perfect. It just it's like God's curse. But um, but yeah, so yep. I really want to up That's that. So I'm offering that, but we haven't necessarily. I just started that two days ago, so I haven't had an opportunity to really pull the trigger on that offer yet. But we'll see if we can get it for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'd like if your close rate was a little bit higher, but. You know, just go back and look and make sure you have the real numbers, right, on your close rate and stuff like that. Um, but, okay, so let's say that next year – sorry, I'm going all over the place here. I just want to make sure I've got all the data. So next year, I'm going to use a higher average ticket to divide into your gap because next year your average ticket will be higher. It just will. It goes up, like, every year, almost always, especially a company like yours. <clears throat> so I'm going to say that next year in 2019, the average will be 500. So that means you need to acquire 600 new customers, right? Mm-hmm. You could spend a max of like $48,000 to do that without losing any money. Or in your case, if you can keep your numbers where they are, you'll spend about 24000 on marketing next year. So 24000 minimum up to 48000 you're going to need to spend next year. You don't have to have all that in cash in the spring, but you're going to need a lot of it in cash in the spring so you can, like, gotcha. buy the assets and prepare, right? And, like, so back to our original thing, we need 30K for uh, the trucks. We need at least 10,000 in just reserve that doesn't exist. And that's not even very much. And then we're going to need, let's say, 15,000 at least in marketing budget to start the year, just to have it, that puts us at 55000 Isn't that funny? Nice. But it, you know what's really funny about this? This is the reason businesses screw themselves, okay? If we don't have this conversation and you give yourself a big raise this year and you buy a bass boat and do it, because you can, it's your money. I mean, you made it. But can you see how you get screwed and then it gets stuck because – if you don't actually have 55K, it's going to be really hard for you to hit 600 next year. Really hard. You can't buy the trucks. You can't hire the people. You won't have a vehicle for the operations guy to drive around it. Like, you won't have the right planning, and you'll just get stuck. And people live there for 20 years. you yeah. got to have money. Gotcha. Okay. So I definitely need more than I had uh, intended. Well, I mean, I, I figured I would have that, but... I mean, I'm padding these numbers to make sure that it's over over yeah. above what you'll probably over. need. But we've got a little comfort zone, yeah. No, absolutely, I understand. Yeah, okay, yeah. This is definitely giving me a lot to to be able to uh, to go off of as far as numbers because I'm like really anal with my numbers as far as um, what I built already with the customer acquisition costs, the average ticket, like all of that all gets logged. 
Um, you know, and I, I think it's fun. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like, it's just, because you're it's a, a weirdo like me. Goofy numbers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the fun part of it. Like, I get excited when I get to do this and, and, and uh, sit down and type in these numbers and stuff. So this got me some stuff that, like, I'm pumped up about going back and, and you know, putting these into a new Excel sheet and attacking that for sure. Um, yeah. No, uh, people need to hear this. Like, there's so much uh, misconception. And what happens is, like, that's a lot of money, right? So, like, at the end of the year, have you ever had $60,000 sitting in your business checking account? <laughs> I mean, have yeah, you? No. I I have had probably, like, 30, and I've done exactly what you just said. I went out and got reckless went on vacations and went and trained. Right, because yeah, you got to reward yourself. And, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely done that before, especially in the wintertime when I'm not working as much. I get my mind a little sidetracked. I get off of work, and I get on spending and doing fun things because I get bored. Yep. So, yep, yep, you yep. know, that's the damaging thing i got to kind of pivot out of for sure this year. Absolutely. Yeah, or you, so. just, or you find something else to do in the winter that generates revenue, and then you can spend that money. But um, yeah, exactly. at the end of the day, was, you can do whatever you want, but you were real clear that you want to build a beast. If you want to build a beast and you don't want it to take 25 years, keep paying yourself a very humble wage. Don't even feel bad when some of your employees get paid more than you. All of that is you delaying the gratification because in a couple seasons from now, look how fast Brandon did it. Yeah. Right? How, how fast in was few, it? Draw my memory. Four seasons. Oh, he God. went from 100000 in revenue to like $2 million, and they're going to do 3 or $4 million this year, I think, in like five seasons. But it's a capital heavy thing. I just call it, it's yeah. math. I just did a podcast. The math is the path. Math is the path. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it. I listen to them every day. I was excited. I think it was this weekend or last weekend. I was at a nationals a boxing tournament, and you left me dry all weekend. I was like, man, I didn't have anything to do. I was cutting weight, and I was trying to listen to a podcast, and I didn't have one. But, but no, yeah, I listen to them all the time. Awesome, for sure. Well, maybe you know, parts of this conversation of be really helpful for other people on the podcast. So how would you feel about that? Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. I haven't done one in a while about what we talked about today and it's you're definitely not alone uh, yeah. with this subject. Yeah, no, I you've thrown up some, some serious things I need to take into consideration as far as the money goes, you know. I mean I just think that um you're you're right, I am right at the breaking point where or the, the the point of either staying stagnant or growing really fast. And if I don't pick and choose financially what I'm gonna do right now, then um, you know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay here and I don't wanna stay here. Like I like the the one yesterday about momentum, that was the big one, uh, you know, and that's that's totally true. Like I'm addicted to momentum. So if I stay mm. stagnant, then I'll fall right off. I know that. I know myself. Yeah. Um, and and it's funny because you have you have fifteen grand in the bank. And where does your head automatically go? It goes to like, all right, equipment. I have to get rid of this money. There's too much. I have to find something to buy, right? <laughs> but and here's the thing, though. Like, some people don't want to grow really fast. They just want to be small, manageable, and profitable. And I would have given them different advice. That's why I always say, like, it depends. It always depends on what you want. So if you buy the water-fed poles, if you develop your training systems better, and then you buy a bunch of fancy soft washing equipment, you will definitely make a higher margin, okay? So instead of like 20-something percent, you'll make 30-plus percent margin, profit after everything, right? 
And that's not bad, but the thing is, is like, if you give away all your capital so that you can make 10% more margin, you'll have more profit in the long run, but your business, the, the top line stays lower because you can't reinvest in scale, right? So you'll be profitable, but stuck at four or 500,000 instead of going to six, then to nine, then to 1.3. And, you know, that's the difference. In my perspective, after you're at scale and the business is big enough where you say, all right, like this is a good size for us. I want to kind of chill for a minute. Then we calibrate everything because this is a repeat business. So then at that point, you start making huge investments in systems and processes and upsells and sales training and you, you play with your average ticket. You play with, play with like the type of pricing and the price structure you have at different parts of the year. You invest in automation and in software and more expensive things so you can squeeze every percentage out of every dollar that you can. Gotcha. Okay. So right now I just need to focus on scale, which I do, to be honest. <laughs> that is all I really focus on is the scale for sure. Yeah, just build I mean, your customer base up big. Yeah. Okay. Focus on scale and, and and just since I'm going to play parts of this in the podcast, if your business isn't profitable because you're underpricing things right now, then we then I wouldn't tell you to focus on scale. We have to fix that first. But you're profitable enough to do this. So you can just let her rip. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Right? Yeah. No. There's this really cool analogy I heard Russell say one time. It's like cuz some businesses they don't charge enough and they're not making any money. Um, and so you can't scale that. It's like if you had a pickup truck full of watermelons that you paid a dollar for, okay, you paid a dollar a piece for watermelons, and then you go to the market and you sell them for 80 cents each. You just lost money, right? Well, a lot of businesses are like that, except what they think the answer is is like, oh, i got to buy two pickup trucks full of watermelons. So that, like, scale doesn't fix it if there's not margin. But anyway, gotcha. you have, okay. you yeah, have no, profit. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I, I feel good about it. I feel like I've been doing everything right, and I got a mastermind group set up, and everybody's telling me to get all these these water temples, and then my gut, I just, I like to follow my gut. I just didn't feel like I wanted to do that. And I've been procrastinating doing it, saying I was going to do it for like a month and a half, and I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I feel like we're perfectly fine being old school, doing things the old Moffat squeaky way, and it's like it, it worked really successfully. So Yeah, and you don't have to beat you know. yourself up if you did buy it. Just know that that waterfed pole for two grand represents 52.6 customers for your business. Gotcha. So you can either have 52 more customers or you can have a waterfed, a waterfed pole with 52 less customers. And next year gotcha. you have to get a whole bunch of customers, like 600 of them. Okay. <laughs> so like that two grand is going to come in handy, right? Yeah, no, it will for sure. Absolutely. Um, as far as I have one more question with the waterfed, I know that some of these guys, like even me, I've been watching this forever. I don't think it's going to enhance my speed. But as far as a new guy, like I feel like getting a water-fed pole and getting a new guy trained on that is going to be so much easier than getting him the hours and hours and hours of practice on a mop and squeezy. You know what I mean? So maybe that was the yeah, only thing true. that kind of pulled me in that direction. I was like, man, and, and quality issues as well. Like, you know, new guys are obviously not going to be able to check the detail of the window as well. I just don't want as many callbacks, but, I mean, it may still be, I feel like, a good experience to pull the trigger on one. I'm kind of thinking that, but at the same time, I just don't want to, you know, that is, you're right, it's 52 freaking customers. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to 
Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to get someone started, but you got to remember that that employee still has to know how to do the traditional way of right. the service. So you're, you're yeah. training them either way. Um, yeah. And if you don't, and then you send them to a job where the waterfed pole is not getting it done correctly, which happens all the time. If like, yeah, waterfeds are good for maintenance cleans, like people that you're going there twice a year, three, four times a year and just doing the outside only, but you can't use it on the inside and you can't, yeah. use it on heavy soiling and stuff. So it doesn't save you in training other than the fact that you can take a new guy and immediately have them do something in the field, but they're limited Yeah. unless you train them the other original stuff anyway. Okay. I didn't even think of it that way. You're right. And the insides too. They, they've still got to do the inside windows. They can't use those in there. Yeah. Okay. You got to train them. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right. Do you have a formal training agree. program? I do. Um, so not not formal. I'm sorry. I, I lied. I, I don't have a formal one. So pretty much what I've been doing with the system I've set is whenever we get a new guy, which our turnover rate is very, very low. I've had, oh, man, I've had probably in, in total maybe 10 employees and two of them, two or three of them have left. Yeah, three have left, and we, we still are staying right at where we're at. They just stay with me this whole time. But, um uh, but as far as the new guys, just we've got a couple this year. I think we've hired three new guys, and um, one of them was didn't really need training at all. He came from uh, seven years, like I said. He's one of the experienced guys. He already knew. I went out with him a couple times, and he, he's a beast, so I, he didn't need anything. He knows how to do it. The other guys, what I do is I pretty much send them out with one of the crew leaders. I have one in specific that I have in plan for the office rep uh, management position next year, and he just trains them. We're all sending them on a three-person crew. And they just stick right by them, and then and then they just show them how to do it, you know. So that's that's kind of how I how I've been doing it. I don't know if you have any advice or anything I should be changing there. Or... Well, in the boot camp, you can you can swipe our original like three day basic training program and just make it your own. Like it's pretty simple, but no, I mean what you're doing is okay, but it will, it'll need to get better. So this winter, one of the things you'll need to do is is put together a more robust training program. Um, because next year when you're when you're trying to go to 600k, uh, it's just going to be like you you've I don't want to say you got lucky with good staff because that's not the case. Like you're a super motivated, driven, positive person, so people are going to be attracted to your leadership style. Um, but we want to hedge against risk, so we're going to want to have lots of applicants, lots of quality interviews, and lots of potential hires in a big stack on our desk next year, just to protect the business, right? And so gotcha. that way, if someone does quit, because they will, and they'll do it in the worst yeah. time ever, then it'll be more of a speed bump instead of a cliff. So that'll just be one of the gotcha. things that we work on in the winter is tightening up all that piece of your systems. Uh, but there's some gotcha. documentation in the boot camp for that. And, and then another thing I'd encourage you to do is start taking some video throughout the season this year and just throw it in like a Dropbox folder like, like so you can get some video training done. Uh, you don't have to really waste your time messing with it right now, but get shots of every piece of the process. Over-explain it like you're talking to an eight-year-old with a crayon and construction paper. So however you load the equipment, however you clean the trucks out, however you squeegee using your left hand or your right hand, or however you lay down the towels, however, like all the little things that you do that's in your brain, video all of it, and then this winter we'll put it together into a really sick training program for you. It'll save you a ton of time. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea too. So let me start. Uh, let me write that down. Training, perfect. Yeah, just make like a checklist one night this week of 
everything that you can think of that could go in the video training. And then just casually, like with your phone, whenever there's an opportunity, get different pieces of it and then just check it off the list. And then hopefully by the end of the year, you'll have all the boxes checked. That, that'll be insanely valuable for you. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I know I'm cutting into more time than I had uh, gotten. <laughs> so It's all right, man. I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. Did, are any of the guys you hired, uh, are they fighters? Yeah, so that's pretty much where I, I had a cool feeling. From, honestly. I had a yeah, feeling yeah. <laughs> because that's why they're not scared of hard work. That's why they're not scared to go out and get it done, right? Like they're just built that yeah. way. That's really interesting. No, absolutely. Oh, that's been a, a huge thing with my training. Is I've had a lot of people in the mastermind group I'm in are running into huge problems with that. I've never had that problem, and I have in the back of my head by ten people I can call and then hire within two days to work. That I know are you know that are in shape, that are ambitious, that are you know hard workers, and um, you know I, I that that's been a lot of power for us for sure is having other fighters you know um, work and and not only that like I have an at home gym that I built last year so we get to if we're working late we get to train together and so it, it kind of keeps them there you know keeps them on the hook it's like they're not going to get that yeah. as another job and they love that's their passion. So they'll wash houses all day and then they'll roll for a couple hours at night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So so that that really keeps our retention, I think, because they love it, you know what I mean? So for sure. Very interesting. All right. Well, I appreciate uh what you're doing and I'm rooting for you and you let me know how I can help. Awesome. We'll do. I'll probably just cut base and uh sign up again for probably two months from now. Is it do you think that'd be a good time or when do you think we should talk again? Um we we don't need to talk until there's some sort of pain. I mean, you know what to do. The, the last encouragement is just what, the very beginning of our call. It was like, what's your goal? What's your goal for next month? Book 40% of that by the first. Like, just know your numbers. Focus on sales. Do not go back sucked into the field. Like, try not to do that. Uh, focus on sales. Survive this year. Protect your cash. All next winter, we're going to put in all the infrastructure and things that we need to have in place to level up even higher, right? Like that's, you know what the plan is. So you just got to work the plan. If something horrible happens or we need to talk, then you can talk to me whenever you want. But um, you just got to chop wood for the next five months and see what happens. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.